0: Safari Looking for Mike Is that a lion stalking us? I think it's something much scarier <sighs> It's a search term report And someone has keywords With 150% ACOS Oh no
1: They never added any negative
0: keywords oh, And it looks like all their bids are just $3 No bid optimization We're in trouble we need to do something about this giant A cost, but I don't know if we can do it alone. Oh no, it's the Ad Badger. Should we run? No, no, no. The Ad Badger can save us. He'll rub that high A cost to shreds with bit optimization and negative keywords. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Brett from Ad Badger, and you're listening to the PPC Den podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast, and your source for all of the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies
1: you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. What's going on, everybody? I uh, hope you like that intro again. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be diving more into some of these new features that Amazon has been releasing, and we're kind of going to try to unpack those for you and give you the best operating procedure and you know the best updated method for optimizing your Amazon ads. Uh, so you know, Mike and I are going to be unpacking all of that today. And the way that we really like to think about this is just like you can think about Uh, going to the gym and exercising and keeping your body optimized. Uh, It's an ongoing routine. Uh, It's an ongoing thing you have to constantly be working towards. And, you know, Amazon is going to continue releasing new updates uh, for their PPC going into the future. And we need to always stay on top of these things because the landscape is changing. Uh, It's getting more competitive. Uh, New features are being added. Um, You know, they're taking a lot of these features from uh, Facebook ads and Google ads as well. So, you know, here at Ad Badger, Mike and I are gonna always do our best to really unpack all of the new features Amazon delivers us uh, and give those to you guys so you can stay up to date and well-optimized and keep those campaigns really efficient. So how about that, Mike?
0: You know, you have to like change and embrace it and ask yourself, how can I best navigate all of these new changes? No matter what world of digital marketing you're in, you got to embrace the change. You got to ask yourself, how does this fit into good digital marketing? Uh, Because good digital marketing is good digital marketing the sh- the overarching strategies are always going to pretty much be the same you know r- get your get the right message in front of the right people at the right time so that's universal so everything that new everything that's new that comes out we're always asking ourselves how does this better help us better target better serve a more relevant ad to the right person at the right time and that's what we're here sharing on this podcast speaking of the podcast what you're listening to, podcast has been getting some love, Brett. Um, If you're an Amazon seller, you know the review struggle. So if you want to hop onto iTunes and drop us a review, feel free. Uh, Brett, if it's cool, can I read this little note that we got earlier today? Oh, of course. This comes in from Jack. Jack, thanks so much. He says, by the way, the two-part podcast you guys made recently was excellent. It was the best Amazon PPC mini course and he's referring to our previous episodes the hitchhiker guide to amazon sponsored products and i think that you know that's a two part episode i think that's one of our best overviews and deep dives into amazon
1: advertising mhm uh, yeah i mean those episodes are definitely the meat and potatoes of uh, amazon sponsored products and I think that's a great place to go, uh, you know, just to get a really good understanding of not only the basics, uh, but also some more advanced practices. Uh, you know, Jack also uh, mentioned that he already knew a fair bit about the basics of Amazon PPC, but he was still able to pick up some, uh, some little details that he wasn't aware about before. So, uh, you know, if you guys haven't listened to episode six and episode seven of the PPC Den podcast, you should check those out after this one. Mm-hmm,
0: absolutely. And some quick ad badger company updates. Uh- Ad Badger, really exciting right now. Uh, We've got a design company that we're working with helping us plan out some of the UX and UI, Uh, you know, the user experience and the user interface of our dashboard, of our account navigator, and our reporting section. Really excited to roll that out over the next few weeks. And of course, like any good growing company, we're constantly hiring. Uh, So if you're out there and you're listening and you are or you know any of these positions, Uh, or people that could help fill these positions, we would love to take that intro uh, and grab somebody from the the Badger Den community, the Badger Nation. Uh, So senior PHP engineer and a content marketer or digital marketer, feel free to hit us up on LinkedIn or head over to
1: adbadger.com slash careers. Sure thing. And I think we're ready to dive right into the meat of this episode. So let's cue that transition music. Today,
0: you know, Brett and I were talking, uh, Amazon advertising is changing so much, so fast, that we actually asked ourselves, you know, out of all these changes, what are we actually going to, what change, what update is going to be most valuable for people to listen to, you know, in January 2019? And what we came up with, we were really brainstorming, you know, the way that you implement, you know, right message to the right person at the right time, you know, good digital marketing Uh, Basics, Uh, good research, peel, stick, and block, something that we talk about a lot on this show. You know, balancing, casting a wide net, showing up for loads of uh, impressions, and then taking the best impressions, the one that's convert the most, stick those into uh, a highly controlled campaign, and then bidding aggressively and then blocking it from appearing in that research campaign, so that you're always paying the right amount. So this strategy, up until now, was pretty well-defined for sort of the first several years of Amazon advertising. You know, this, this hasn't changed much, You know, starting with an auto, grabbing the keyword, throwing it into an exact, and you know, or, or graduating it with, uh, from a phrase in abroad, and then blocking it from wherever you originally had it. That really hasn't changed much until now. uh, Product targeting campaigns, I think we have really just started to wrap our heads around. I think, you know, both Brett and I as the Amazon marketing community as a whole, we're really just starting to discover what product targeting can do, which is why we call this episode
1: product targeting into the great unknown. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they just released product targeting uh, towards the end of November here. So these are very recent and very new changes, but we think that these could potentially have a huge impact on not uh, basically the method that you're going to be using to approach optimizing your campaigns. And, uh, you know, it's crazy how much uh, just a little change like this in November could could change the PPC landscape as a whole. Uh, I did want to ask, Mike, since you are pretty much an Amazon PPC dinosaur and you've been around since... 2010, or something like that. Uh, What are some of the other changes that you've seen up until this point? And do you think that these recent changes are going to be the most impactful?
0: You know, I still remember when you could run Amazon PPC ads to your Shopify store and you would upload a product feed and it would create an Amazon listing for you. And then when you would click buy, it, you would go to somebody's, like, Shopify or standalone e-commerce site off of Amazon. And the conversion rates for those ads were so good. They were probably, like, averaging 5 to 8%. And it was a dream because, you know, standalone Shopify stores, you know, the, my clients at the time, couldn't get a 5 to 8% conversion rate on Google Ads or Facebook Ads. But this, it was called Amazon Product Ads or PADS. We were able to use that and get loads and loads of traffic. Um, years and years ago, Amazon turned this off because they said they probably realized, "Hey, why are we why are we doing this? <laughs> keep, let's keep people on the Amazon ecosystem." Um, <laughs> so that was probably one of the like that was something that was so big uh, that even not a lot of people knew, but everyone who was using it was using it. Like Gangbusters, um, they removed that, and that was a pretty big day with how people thought about paid traffic on Amazon, because that, you know, the product ads, most people, if they have an Amazon store and their own Shopify store, probably prefer
1: to get that sale happening on their Shopify store. Absolutely. And, you know, there were probably some, uh, some of the pretty big sellers on Amazon now, uh, were probably some of those old Shopify stores that basically lost all of their traffic and had no choice but to, uh bound down to uh to king amazon and just give in and become fba sellers that way (laughs) sure um so
0: that was a really big change um at one point in time they didn't have match types now they have of course exact phrase, and broad um they didn't have things like headline search ads currently known as sponsored brands and so on and so forth so there the platform has changed a lot in the last year it's changed a lot in the last six months and it's definitely changed a lot over the last eight years. And one of the things that's been fairly constant is, and this is true with any paid traffic platform, you need some of your campaigns, some of your campaign campaign spend to be dedicated on research. You need to go out and find what people are searching. You need that real data uh, and you need to Fine tune your campaigns so that you cast a wide net and that you can find things that aren't that haven't been, you know, that haven't been part of your strategy yet. You need to find new terms. So you know, Google has broad match and phrase match to help you discover new new keywords, and Amazon also has broad and phrase match. Uh, but the thing that worked really really well was just setting
1: up an auto campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a really interesting book, Mike, called ready, fire, aim. And it basically, uh, you know, basically the whole, uh, a quick summary of the entire book is that uh, you shouldn't really hesitate, just kind of jump right into things and then optimize as you go. Uh, And I think that is extremely relatable uh, to Amazon PPC. And the good part is that, uh, you know, there's a really easy way uh, to do the ready, fire part. And that is just starting up an auto campaign, starting up a research campaign. But with these new uh, product targeting features that were just released in November, it looks like now we have the option to start a category targeting ad from the get-go and that could potentially uh, replace The whole methodology that we used to have behind starting off with an auto campaign. So it'll be interesting to see where we go with that.
0: So so let's break it down. You know, let's say eight months ago or a year ago, this is what you would do unquestionably on Amazon. You would take your product, put it into an automatic campaign. Automatic campaign, Amazon automatically displays you for what it believes are relevant searches that people are making and it will display you for what it believes are relevant products to be sort of a you know, sponsored product related to this item when you're looking at a detail page. That's what an auto campaign does. And the big plus side of an automatic campaign is that it you know Amazon's doing all the hard work for you. It's casting that wide net for you and then you can go and see what you appeared for, and then peel it out. You know, look at your search and report. Peel that keyword out, uh, and then stick that keyword into a manual campaign. Where you, and then you would block it from the auto. That was fairly fairly straightforward. So that was the. That was how auto campaigns and manual sort of exact match winner circle. And of course, if you wanted to take that keyword and turn it into a broadened phrase, you can do that too to get a little bit more research to the left and right of any keyword uh, that you throw in as an exact. Um, and that was pretty much the entire story. Um, you know, that was how an auto campaign behaved. You know, the downside of an auto was that you were bidding one bid for all those thousands of things that you shut up for, but that's how you, but the way to fix that was throw it into a manual campaign and, and then you're able to do the bid optimization and pay exactly what each search term is worth. And throughout this entire time, the biggest thorn in your side was that when you look at that auto campaign data, you would see products, uh, I'm sorry, you would see the, the searches that people were making and then you would see the ASINs that you appeared for but you couldn't do anything with it. You couldn't block them. You couldn't add them to any campaign to, to target them more aggressively. You couldn't do anything. So up until just a few months ago, that was the entire story. And that story of research, peel, stick, and block with your auto to your manual
1: was pretty much standard.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's changing.
1: Yeah, you know, those, uh, those ASINs were kind of just off on the side teasing us the whole time. But now mm-hmm. uh, we can finally act on those and we can... Do things with those ASINs. Uh, yeah. You know, we can find our converting ASINs and throw those, and uh, you know, target particular ASINs. We can even block ASINs now uh, inside of product targeting campaigns. So we have a lot more freedom now to work with this information. Mm-hmm.
0: So y- you know, with that with that standard, and and like let's even break it down. So with that standard, auto auto campaign, manual campaign, that manual keyword targeting. The very first change that happened, happened uh, sort of at the end of November. And we did a podcast episode where Breton, and you and I were just looking at the new settings, talking about what we think they mean and how to interpret them. And it's been a, been a couple of weeks now. And I think we've learned a lot and I think it's continuing to evolve. I uh, continuing to evolve and I definitely have some questions here. Um, so basically, here's the big question do we still need um oh and, and the, the other gigantic update was that there were really 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 big changes uh as little as like three weeks ago I think to auto campaigns auto campaigns have changed fundamentally too um so this is this is there's so many updates it's like hard to wrap our heads around these but uh the, the first big update was that there was a change to manual targeting where now not only could you bid on keywords but you could also bid on ASINs, and you could bid on categories, and you could bid on particular brands. So that was the first big change that happened on the manual campaign side.
1: Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I know this is a question we definitely wanted to touch on in this episode. Uh, And that question being, do you think category targeting ads can actually replace auto campaigns? And uh, right off the bat, there's a little point that I want to mention before I forget, Mike. And that is that um, there are some sneaky Amazon sellers out there, and I know because no. I uh, used to be one myself. <laughs> and something that you could do uh, to try to get uh, you know, the bestseller tag or even Amazon's choice badge uh, is you could list your product in a category that isn't actually where your product belongs. Um, so, just using that information, I think it'd be wise to continue using auto campaigns to display, uh, you know, your advertisement on other listings. Because even if you use category targeting, I think there are going to be a lot of ASINs that, uh, you know, are kind of looked over because they're uh, in the wrong category. So. I think auto campaigns are still definitely going to have their place, because if you keep that auto campaign running, it's going to pick up uh, on some of those ASINs that aren't in the proper category, and some of those ASINs are going to have really poor uh, review ratings. So, you know, if they have one star, two star, or three stars, and they're in the wrong category, it's still a good idea to have your ad displayed on those listings, because you can steal away some market share there. So. Right off the bat, uh, that is an argument to continue with auto campaigns, but let's just dive into this even more and really break it down.
0: Right. I think the you know, I think the idea that auto campaigns are still the very, very best way to cast the widest net possible. I still think that's true. However, I don't think it's as true anymore and there's some creative ways to potentially cast a wide net without an auto campaign um, and give yourself a little bit more control because the biggest downside with an auto campaign, you can have negative keywords with an auto campaign. So if you're showing up for, you know, let's say I'm selling a jump rope and I show up for a kid's jump rope, I could negative phrase out the word kids and then never show up for any related kid's term ever again if I'm selling an adult fitness jump rope. So you can do negative keyword targeting, but in an auto campaign, you cannot do negative ASIN targeting, which is maybe the current biggest frustration on auto auto campaigns is that you can't go in there and you can't say, hey, Amazon, you're showing me for all of these different Products. Uh, some of these just make no sense If I am selling an adult jump rope It's definitely not to my benefit To show up on a product uh, product page As a suggested product To like a, a kid's jump rope But when you use an auto You cannot influence this You cannot negative ASIN You can't tell Amazon Do not display me for that ASIN So this
1: is currently The most frustrating part Of an auto campaign
0: mm-hmm.
1: And uh, you know It is interesting, Mike and I were just looking through, uh, you know, a little deeper into product targeting campaigns. And, uh, you know, you actually can go ahead and add in negative ASIN targeting inside of product targeting ads. Uh, So this kind of gives us a little wiggle room here. I think we can start to get creative uh, and try to come up with some interesting ways that a lot of people aren't, uh, you know, experimenting with right now. To actually hone in on, uh, you know, some of the search terms and even some of the ASINs that we are interested in finding. So, uh, you know, Mike, you were kind of talking about some of these creative ideas that you have. Uh, What's going on in the back of your mind over there, Mike? So I ask myself, right. So
0: inside auto campaigns, Mm -hmm. we do the research peel stick and block. We go and we try to find the. Uh, searches that convert, we peel them out, we stick them into a manual exact, Uh, we can also play around with manual phrase and manual broad, and then we block that search term from appearing in the auto. So now the auto is is continuing to work and continuing to find me new searches. So here's the thing that's changed. Uh, so So with that issue in autos that you cannot do negative ASIN targeting, in an auto campaign, I then ask myself, how can I mitigate this downside to autos? And one of these ideas that I have is to start generously using category targeting. And then, because I can use category targeting in a manual campaign, so again, I create a manual campaign, category targeting, and I can just pick several different categories. So maybe this can even, you know, circumvent what you described earlier so I can show up for my category and a couple other related categories. And then as I show for all of the different ASINs, I can then negative ASIN out of here. So I, I can just potentially not use any... And then here's the craziest thing. I can go into an auto campaign now and actually turn off appearing for ASINs. So here's the other major bombshell and I think we should even have a a Sound here because auto campaigns have fundamentally changed And really the crazy fundamental thing here in an auto Amazon just rolled this out. It might not be in your campaigns yet But basically this wild thing is in an auto campaign. You will now see four different targeting options you will see close loose meaning Take your pro- Amazon will take your product and show it for closely related search terms and loosely related search terms, and you can turn these on and off, and that's relating to the search term side, and then you see two more targeting options in your auto campaign, substitute and complement, and you can turn these on and off as well, meaning Amazon will take your product and show it as a suggested sponsored product for substitute products and then complementary products. So if I'm selling jump rope, the substitute will be other jump ropes. And then the complementary product might be workout gloves or uh, workout performance socks or something like that. Those are the complementary products. So I can actually run an auto campaign that only shows me for searches. And I can run an auto campaign that only shows me for suggested ASINs. And that, when you combine that, the fact that I can actually turn off ASIN targeting in an auto campaign, could we live in a world soon where we actually have all of my discovery research-based ASIN activities in a manual category targeting because there I can do my negative targeting and in my auto even though I can turn on and off appearing for ASINs uh, as a whole, I cannot do individual ASIN negative targeting
1: and that was a mouthful, Brett. Yeah, guys, just to kind of elaborate on what Mike's talking about here uh, because this isn't available in every single account yet, this is only available for some accounts. I have seen it inside of AMS uh, and I have seen it inside of Seller Central as well. But if you go to an automatic campaign, click your auto campaign, open up one of your auto campaigns, ad groups, and then go to the targeting tab. You know, so most accounts right now are still not going to have access to this. It'll just say automatic targeting and it'll give you an option to download a search term report. Uh, But if you do have access to what we're talking about here, that's when you're going to see four different options appear. Uh, You're going to have, and this is inside of your auto campaign, uh, for what you can show up for. And you can even, uh, you know, adjust the bids for these. So it's really interesting here. Uh, If you have access to them, you're going to appear for close match. Loose match, complements, and substitutes. Uh, so, close match and loose and loose match uh, relate to the search terms uh, that customers are typing in, and then the. Complements and substitutes uh, relate to other listings, uh, basically other ASINs, your competitors' ASINs that your ad can appear for. So what Mike's saying is if you disable the complements and substitutes, you could essentially not appear for any ASINs using your auto campaign. And that works vice versa as well. If you turn off uh, the close match and the loose match, uh, I think you're gonna be turning off appearing for search terms with your auto campaign. So this actually does change the game. And big props to Mike for, uh, you know, for kind of realizing this. You definitely realized it before I did. So let's actually, uh, as
0: we come around to closing this episode, let's actually break down a couple of these key points. The first key point is that, you know, up until just a few months ago, you did research peel, stick, and block. You casted the wide net in the auto. You saw what keywords converted. You peeled them out and you stuck them into a manual exact, and then you blocked that search term from triggering uh, in your automatic research campaign. So that that's what it was. So that's where we started a couple months ago. And number two, then there was a change that happened. Amazon rolled out positive ASIN targeting, meaning you could go and target the ASINs that converted. So as you have your auto, you can do research, peel, and stick, with your ASINs now. So when you run your auto, you see if something converts. Not only could you grab the search terms, the actual searches, but now you can also grab the ASINs that you appeared for and stick those into a positive ASIN targeting campaign. However, you couldn't block the ASIN from appearing in your auto. So you can't do any negative ASIN blocking. So that was the second big evolution. The third big evolution is that now in auto campaigns, just like you mentioned, Brett, you can go into your set targeting settings and you can actually turn off appearing for ASINs. You can actually do this, which is crazy. This is a big deal. So you can go in there and turn off your ASIN targeting. And then the question becomes, well, it's still worthwhile for me to appear as a suggested sponsored product. And the crossroads we are at is, is it better to appear uh, for suggested products uh, for other ASINs in an auto campaign where you cannot do negative targeting, negative ASIN targeting? Or is it better in category targeting where you punch in a whole bunch of categories and then you can also do negative ASIN targeting? And here's the crazy kicker. You could also only appear for products that have you know three stars or fewer. Um, that's another sort of bonus of potentially doing... Casting that wide asin net in a manual category targeting campaign. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer
1: to this yet. Yeah, you know, guys, uh, here at Adbadger, we basically spend all day here uh, experimenting with pay per click, looking through campaigns, and trying to uh, you know constantly evolve to be uh, you know as best and as good as possible at optimizing. Uh, at optimizing ad campaigns here. So, you know, this is stuff that we're going to be experimenting with uh, and trying to come up with the best procedure possible, Um, you know, going forward. I I imagine we'll probably have another podcast episode uh, discussing those results and kind of giving you guys a more uh, refined step-by-step way to go about doing this process. Um, But what I will mention for now is that Uh, I have personally run several category targeting ads so far, uh, and there are just a few things that I want to throw out there for you to keep in mind. Um, So the first one is, uh, lately I've had a lot of people, uh, you know, we've had a lot of people ask in, uh, saying that they're not having good success with category targeting ads. Uh, And then, you know, I open up the campaign and take a look, and they are, uh, you know, basically adding a whole bunch of different categories uh, that are somewhat related to their product uh, into their category targeting. And the problem is they're not pressing that little refine button. Whenever you you go to add a category to appear for in your product targeting ad, um, you're basically going to be given the option to refine the category. And what that's gonna let you do is select Uh, individual brands in that category if you want to appear for those. You can even exclude certain brands from your category, including your own if you'd like. Um, But some other options there are it lets you refine by the price point, and you can also refine by the review star rating. And that is the, uh, the biggest issue I've seen so far, is a lot of people aren't utilizing this and aren't using that Refined by review star rating, and I think that's the most important one You don't want to appear on a whole bunch of on every single uh, ASIN in a category uh, especially the ones that have four or five stars as a rating because uh, You know that's pretty good and the conversion rate on those listings uh, is usually great So your ad is much less likely to convert However, if you're only appearing on these ASINs that have one stars Or two star or three stars uh, you know those are gonna convert a whole lot better and I've personally seen some category targeting ads in the 10% ACoS range so uh, you know these can definitely be effective they can definitely be great at bringing in more clicks more revenue Uh, so you know I would give this a shot and we're gonna constantly be bringing you guys more updates and giving you the best uh, operating procedure for launching these category targeting ads and more that's right well That is our
0: trip into the scary world of any of new optimization strategies. These are new. These are untested. If you've been playing around with how you use auto campaigns and category targeting and negative ASIN targeting in that new category targeting, I would love to hear from you. Um, so be sure to either comment on this episode. You know, you can find all of our episodes at adbadger.com slash podcast. Uh, would love to hear. We're going to continue testing and try to distill all these new strategies down to best practice and I got to say if you've made it this whole episode you are definitely a hardcore
1: Amazon marketer because this we got we got heavy on this episode Brett yep Uh, if you made it all the way through this congratulations the badger will spare you if you ever run into him in the wild (laughs) thanks everyone for tuning in you
0: can catch this episode and all of our other episodes at adbadger.com slash podcast